Welcome back to Comeback. As you know by now, my name is Connor, I live in Vietnam, Saigon specifically, and I interview a whole range of people about things they do, why they do them, and a lot more. I'm delighted today to welcome a local guest. It is Julia from Vietnam, and we're going to discuss quite a lot of topics today. Uh, a lot to do with yoga, a lot to do with Vietnam, and we're going to see where we go. I'm looking forward to sharing her story, learning more from Julia, and seeing where the conversation takes us. If you're following this on Spotify, make sure you leave a rating and review, and also check out future episodes that will be coming by the batch. Julia, welcome to Comeback. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Yeah, it's great to see you again. Um, the first time we met was it's quite interesting because we had connected about the podcast mm. and then we did bouldering mm. and it was my debut experience, <laughs> which was amazing. Like mm. I've most days thought I really want to go back there mm -hmm. and I might even go back this evening mm -hmm. depending on my mood. So nice. I was delighted you introduced me yeah. to that. Yeah. yeah, that's something that you quite like. I believe you're quite active. Yes. There's quite a lot of different things you do. Yes. And just to start with this podcast, this mm. is a very generic question, but mm -hmm. Who are you and what do you do? Okay, uh, hi everyone. I'm Julia. My Vietnamese name is Minh Thuy. I'm 25 years old and um, at this moment I'm working for an architecture design company and have yoga as my side job. Excellent. Mm. Yeah, and I suppose with that, I'm curious always in the background, mm. how this all began. So I suppose we can put yoga mm -hmm. into the realm of wellness, mm. quote unquote. Sure, sure. Do you mind telling me about your background in wellness? Sure, uh, but it's, it's going to be a really long story, so I hope we have enough time. It's just started, it's just started raining, so I think we have plenty of time. <laughs> okay. Fire away, Julia, floor is yours. <laughs> so, um, I will start with how I started with yoga first, because that my first step ever to get into wellness uh, life. And um, around like more than two years ago, and I uh, started my first yoga class during one of the hardest times in my life. And um, after graduating from the university, and uh, I decided to come back to my hometown uh, in which nearby Dallas city in Central Highland of Vietnam. My plan at first was just staying there, just like one or two months to spend more time with my family, but. Um, Almost out of nowhere, I got sick really, really bad. I got cold all the time, even with two or three thick blankets, and got hungry, and my body started shaking whenever I stopped eating. So um, I was diagnosed with calcium deficiency. And uh, basically, the, the doctors didn't give me any specific medicine. They just said to me that you should improve your diet or you should eat this more, eat that more. And um, I came back home, tried to do like what uh, the doctor suggested, but for basically I was lying on my bed almost eight months without feeling any better. So my parents at that time decided to bring me to the mental hospital. So, or Psychiatric, psychiatric words? Yeah, psychiatric. yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's a more specific word. And uh, I found out that I have the um, automatic nervous system disorder. So, this, you can Google this, this kind like, is getting more common today. So, basically, automatic nervous system is, has a role in controlling a number of automatic functions of the body, such as digestion circulation, 
<clears throat> so you're gonna get through a lot of you know automatic dysfunction of the body such as irregular heartbeat so I I'm just laying down and then suddenly I can feel like my heart is pounding really fast and blood blood pressure feel dizzy all the time also digestion bloating all the time <clears throat> so basically it's it's not life-threatening disease it's it's not dangerous but it's gonna cost you lots of lots of irritating feelings and um, I, I back to my hometown I tried to, to take medicine like the doctor suggested but I told to myself no I have to find out a way to get through this I don't want to use medicine anymore I don't want just to lay in bed all the time like this absolutely and uh, I asked myself what should I do <coughs> and um, and then I decided just to go to yoga because back to that time seems like everyone was talking about yoga it's like you, you have to do this it's gonna change your life so I said so I decided okay I'm just give it a try and um, to find out by myself what what is yoga yeah and um, to just more than two years ago yoga for me is all about like difficult poses it's about like balance flexibility also inversion poses like you know handstand headstand or cool stuff it was about but at the same time it was about this heart I tell my in my mind that this is not for me I don't think I, I, I can do this I don't think I'm flexible enough to do this or like to do this is gonna take years I, but now at this moment after practicing experiencing also studying from one of my yogi teachers, she's also the owner of Shin Yoga, the studio I'm teaching at this moment. And my idea of yoga has changed dramatically. It's, it's more about like, for me, yoga is a really powerful tool that bring you back to your body, bring you back to your home. It's uh, more about the breath connection it's more about move your body with conscious mind. It is about to be in the present. It sounds a bit like meditation, but here is meditation emotions. Mm. And from there, you're gonna have a really, really amazing foundation to help you to move to another direction that your body, your mind, and your heart to desire absolutely so what i'm trying to say here is yoga is not everything but it's gonna be a really really powerful foundation tool for you to discover more beyond that definitely and uh, the difference as a student i move really fast and i focus on the next poses as student i move slowly and steadily also remind order to move slowly and focus on your f their feeling their body while they're in asana or pose as student my ultimate goal is difficult impressive poses to post on social media as a teacher 
the most important thing is how can you put 100% of yourself and to be in the present in every hour of practice or even 30 minutes of practice. Mm, as a student, I'm and so one of my favorite ever class, favorite class ever is the class for basic level. So it made me feel I'm really lucky to have the opportunity to observe people how they come back to their home, how they move their right hand, knowing that they are lifting their right hand. Mm. See that they are knowing they're moving their legs while they stand up. See that they observe the soft and gentle air going in and out by their nose. And just all, just observing all that, it's just making you feel more than happy. Absolutely. And I do want to focus on both the mental and the physical benefits mm. as mm. they both come up here in tandem. Yeah. Mm. I'm wondering if we go back then uh, to the, remind me, autoimmune, auto-nervous? Automatic nervous system disorder. Right, okay. Mm. Um, we'll call it the auto-disorder, because mm. just to save, okay. save. Okay. so the auto-disorder. So when that's happened, um, and then you've taken yoga, what sort of physical, let's focus on the physical for now, mm. benefits did yoga have for you? As in, did the bloating subside? Did mm. the muscle Definitely. pain stop? Were you able to you didn't have to spend as much time in bed. Mm. Do you mind talking me through some of the physical transformations, mm. quote unquote? Well, uh, if if you look me, if you met me, met me <coughs> about two years ago, it's gonna be different person because at that time again, about like eight kilograms, about twelve pounds. Right. I yeah. Don't know, I don't know the difference, but I know eight kilograms. Yeah. Right. Okay. Eight kilograms. Quite significant. Yeah, and. Um, about physically, it's definitely helps you to boost when you try to connect with your breath and you move your body. It's gonna help you to increase the blood circulation, right? And it's gonna help you to create heat. It's similar to cardio on workout, but more is here is more deep because the breath you take in and out is more s slow and um, deep. So it's gonna about if you improve your breathing, your blood circulation, it also helps to your digestion costs. And also it's gonna help you to boost your immune system. And whenever I come to yoga practice, I found out that it's easier for me if, you, if I don't eat much or if I don't eat a lot of meat. Whenever I have a really heavy meal, like a ton of meat or like junk food or fast food, I can feel immediately that my body is really, really heavy. So it's effect on my diet, daily diet. So first of all, it's going to boost your cardiovascular, huh? it's going to improve your immune system, it's gonna affect your healthy lifestyle, and day by day, month by month, year by year, naturally, I just saw the result, and I just lost weight naturally in yeah. day by day. I love that, and I love the focus on the daily lifestyle, mm. where occasionally we'll think starting a practice mm. such as yoga 
you may look for the end goal of losing the 8kg, but it really is a case of just day by day. Mm. If you notice that a heavy meal is mm. going to Mm. cause stress to your body mm. then you will take something small and healthy mm. day by day and sure. day by day is when you see the results and sure. suddenly one day shit i've lost 8kg yeah. and it's all incredible <laughs> that's, that's, that's something i've been telling to every my student when uh, going to my yoga class don't aim just practice yoga just today or tomorrow or just one week or two weeks think you want to do this for the rest of your life so today you're going to put your best Maybe tomorrow you're gonna have something coming up. You can't do this, but it's alright because you are aiming to do this for the rest of your life. So it's always time and effort be there, so you can maintain it. Mm. Mm. And also talking about, say, the prior period when you were going through the auto disorder, that can't be easy for anybody, especially mentally, mm. going through this challenge and having to lie in bed. Of course, really isn't useful for anyone. Like that's lit. Yeah, I, I used to think it was the dream of just longer in bed, but as I've gotten older, I've realised the bed is for for sleep or for when you're sick, mm. and it's really not appealing. So like, get up and that. When I came out of my depression, I really realised that to resist the bed, for example. Mm. I'm wondering about how you felt mentally then during that period versus say now. So after you've gone through say a yoga journey, do you mind talking me through like your mental process mm. first then when mm. things were difficult mm. versus now now that you've gone through this journey. Mm -hmm. When we talk about mentally, oh, when we talk about mental, somehow it's not easy for me to put into words. It's more about feelings and emotions. But I will try my best. So I think during that the mo biggest difference compared to those time is during back to this day I didn't live. I'm surviving, but I was su surviving, but I wasn't living. I was staying in my hometown, where got connected to the nature, beautiful place, quiet, peaceful. But I took that for granted. I wanted to live in a city lifestyle. I wanted to have more than lifestyle. I didn't see the beauty of the nature back then. So during that time, it was just surviving day by day. And then when I moved back to the city, I started realizing the value of those nature, peace, pupil, family, everything that I already had in my life, but I didn't care about it. And I started realizing. So I think that's the first step, is realizing. Gratitude. Mm, gratitude, yeah. gratitude. And um, the second step is I try to be meditating more to know, it's like come back to your heart, come back to your home, to see what's going on inside you, to see it's a mess. It's a messy garden that you've been live left for so long. So the second step is coming back and um, I think I'm on the third phase is working through it is day by day just try to clean to try to grow and put every new seed grow clean my garden to make it more beautiful mm. I love all three steps I think gratitude is mm. 
overlooked fundamentally of really just narrowing down the essentials where if you really think about your current situation mm. there is so much for all of us to be grateful for mm. i mean right now i've got food here water here mm. i'm having a great conversation mm. i'm sheltered from the rain <laughs> we could go on the second part i love coming back not only because it's a fascinating coincidence that mm. this podcast is called comeback mm. so i don't know if you did that deliberately but well done for <laughs> plugging um coming back is key especially the bit of who you really are because often we can get get over overwhelmed i say in a, a messy garden like you say mm. and i love the analogy of the garden and planting the seeds mm. are you familiar with the book the monk who sold his ferrari by robin sharma mm, yeah. there's a there's a chapter in the book actually mm -hmm. about a garden mm -hmm. and treat your mind as if it's a garden mm -hmm. and would you if you had a garden mm -hmm. and you wanted it to look beautiful would you just fill it with oil and toxins? Of course mm. you wouldn't. Mm. But that's the equivalent of constantly feeding your mind with negative affirmations mm. or negativity or self-loathing. Mm. It has that effect of almost pouring horrible things over your beautiful flowers. Mm. And of course they won't grow beautifully because they're being poisoned. Mm. And so I love that analogy of coming back to who we really are mm. and where we were perhaps before the mess. Mm. This might be tricky, like expanding upon that, but when we say coming back to who we are and who you were, who were you before the mess versus who are you now, if that makes sense? Well, it's really interesting question, but also difficult at the same time mm. to say. I think um, before I neglect, I wasn't, I did neglect my emotions and my feelings and all things going on in my head, also my heart. I was caring more about the outer world. How do people think about me? How do my, how do my parents think about me? How are my friends? How am I on social media, on the so, so, so society? I was caring more about outer world. How do I look? Am I pretty enough? But here, at this moment of list, I care more about what inside. And I think that's more about like who I am. Mm. Mm. I, I like that because I think it's natural to care what others think. Mm -hmm. And for status, we, we all do crave it at some, some level. And external validation is all around us yeah. in our early years. We, we're both 25, like doesn't matter if you're from Vietnam or from the UK. Mm -hmm you're going to get it, whether you're bombarded with advertisements, social media, family opinions, sure. friends, mm. it's always going to filter mm. in somehow and I don't think it will ever really go away for anyone to mm. be honest with you, but just knowing what to take in and what not to take in mm. is crucial sure. and also looking inwards. Sure. When we look inwards, we have to look at what we really want mm. and I think, correct me if you disagree with me, a big step to this is to identify our values, things that are really important to us, for example, creativity mm. or honesty or adventure wh whatever it is that's really important to us if we're guided by those values and that compass it can really help us filter out the external and mm. focus on the internal which is what we really desire mm. if i may like put this towards you what are some values that you hold quite close to you what are some values that you really believe in mm. to be routed to be humble always open for new things, new experience, always open to study from other people, every people you meet in your life. Feel your core with... I wrote on my journal the other day that 
my new model of success is peace, ease, and fullness. I, I wrote that down while I was meditating. And like I said, the more I look at the outer world, people are chasing for um, tangible. Yes, tangible things. Tangible yeah. things. It's not. It's not bad. If it suits for them, but for me, it's it's more than that. And how do I feel peace and ease and fullness whenever, with every situation I'm in? That that's really thing that I think I'm gonna stick with. Mm, mm. Definitely, I think it's a strange one. The word peace, I used to associate it as a flimsy word to be completely honest with you years ago mm. i used to think peace yeah it's fine but i think it's just for the monk yes before. yeah <laughs> thank you yes that's what I, I meant yeah i literally when i when i associate peace i yeah. thought of church peace be with you peace be with you and doing that as a teenager i thought was fucking stupid i'll be completely honest and it's only when i get older and i have these conversations i think wow peace be with you that is a be- absolute blessing mm. peace is the north star i, I really do think so mm. Like in a world of noise and chaos, mm. finding that peace mm. can be can be the north star. And I'm wondering, with yoga, how long? This might be tricky, actually. Mm. I'll 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 explain to you why I'm asking this question, mm. um, so it doesn't get confusing. I'm wondering about starting yoga to the point of peace. Mm. But the, the, I was going to phrase it as in, how long did you t- did it take to find peace? As if mm. it's a tangible mm. thing that one day there's the peace. Mm. Of course it's not mm. that, you know, it's, it's a process. Mm. But do you mind talking to me about that process of yoga and peace and how it's intertwined sure, sure, for you? Sure, yeah. Again, it's different from everyone, right? Each person has a different journey and way to experience. But for me, yoga is not enough to me to find peace. It's about yoga is gonna help you to bring your mind and your body into stillness. But how to find peace in that stillness? You have to find something else in your soul. That's the way I did. The way you did. Mm. So doing yoga every day without filling your body, without going deeper into your emotions and your feelings is not enough for me. That's why I try to meditate. I try to ask myself questions. I try so many methods parallel with yoga practice to go to the moment that I feel peace of peace. Mm. Mm. Do you mind, as somebody who is a novice with yoga, to be honest with Mm -hmm. you, I did, I think, my fourth session ever today, this morning, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you more about it after we Mm -hmm. record. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you get that, where there's a parallel between the questions you're asking yourself Mm -hmm. and the meditative practice, alongside the physical practice of yoga, Mm -hmm. as in, as a pure novice, I'm wondering how the the poses and the movement and the Mm. flexibility links with the meditative practices. I'm just wondering, as a complete novice, Mm. how do you combine them together? Mm. I just told you about the story of my basic uh, yoga class. Yes. So it's really interesting whenever I I touch a basic, for basic pupil, and when I said like, move your right hand, they move their left move their right leg, you, they move their hand because they are not there in that moment and they are not conscious about their body and I said something like feel your chest, they don't feel it because you don't you forget your body for so long and now 
you come and you get confused. And instead of constant moving, you're gonna stay in every pose or in yoga, we're gonna call that asana for five or six breaths. It's gonna be long, right? So from whenever you stay for that long in that position, you're gonna feel all the irritating. You're gonna say, there's a voice in your head gonna say to you, no, I don't wanna do this, please end this. And that's come back to the mental side because when you it's also the same when you meditate when you sit in the same position and you felt irritating you want to get rid of this that's the point that you're gonna learn the lesson of letting go of using your using your breath to cure that er that irritating to uh, to let all the pain go also you can put that practice in meditation into yoga and does it, that make sense? it, it does absolutely that make sense? does it absolutely yeah. does when i'm thinking of I love you actually named two very prominent examples, uh, very well actually, of move your right leg and you'll move the hand because you're not there with the body. And it did strike me a bit actually, when I thought of a lot of the times in my own life, I've been distracted, where I've been in that pose, for example, yeah. in yoga, and my mind, the chimp in my mind is not having it. Mm. It's saying, this is stupid, what the fuck are you doing? It's really going in. Mm. And it, it, it you know, dawned on me as you were speaking, and I thought you explained it actually extremely well when we talked about that and also feel your chest, like really feel your chest. Mm. And also something else, like you've abandoned your body for so long mm. that when you have to, mm. you know, it's missing. And I, it, it struck me with a quote of, man's problem is he can't sit alone with his thoughts. Mm -hmm. And it sounds so simple, mm. right? You just mm. yeah. stay with your breath yeah. for six yeah. seconds. Yeah. I think, yeah. Of course I could do that mm. until the time comes and your body and your mind gives, mm. wants to do anything else. Mm. Yeah, I've actually noticed before when I'm in that situation, mm my mind will be going back to replaying negative situations, mm -hmm. doing anything, anything to get out. Mm. And I thought, mm. oh my Lord, how is doing nothing, mm. which we think is so desirable, mm. so difficult. Mm. And I think you've explained it really well, actually, how mm. difficult it can be mm. just to be alone. Mm. But I'm glad that yoga's helped you in that process mm. to be alone with your thoughts, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Did it take a while, as in, I'm sure your early sessions, mm. I'm sure they were quite frustrating you can obviously tell me more but how did it develop as in towards the beginning were you w was the mind resistant and then how did it was it naturally a step-by-step -step progression of slowly getting into a more peaceful grounded keyword grounded grounded outlook how did it go for you it's all about practice and keep in mind that our body is intelligent keeping everyone does have a healthy and really powerful body so you keep practicing your body is going to be adapted to that pose or to that flow and you're going to get better but consistency is always the key how regularly would you do it um to be honest with you before when i started it's going to be like three or four days per week and one hour more per section but up to now, it's just two or three days per week but I really, really focus on each section mm. that I practice. I'm wondering just as a, I suppose an introduction, mm. a gateway, making things really simple. Mm. Um, you, you might not be able to tell me, 
But are there any really simple techniques we could use? I'm thinking like right now mm. that could get you into a grounded yoga practice, you know, before going into the crazy poses mm -hmm. that Instagram would like, reward you for. Mm -hmm. Are there any really simple grounded techniques that we could do literally right now, which are useful for anybody listening and also myself? Are you aware of any? You can just close your eyes and take a really deep be belly breath. You breathe in, get your belly grounded as big as you can, and you breathe out and let all the air out. And one of my most favorite ever feeling is feel the air, feel the soft air in and out your nose. From here, if you have more time, you can observe what's going on in your mind, what's going on in your heart. You can hear the rain. Grounding is real. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. I think that's it's a great nice, yeah, right? it's lovely. It's just one second you hear all the sound, but then you keep quiet to hear that sound without making sound from your side. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking today of when I remember my first introduction to meditation and this kind of realm, I realized I was really, really good at it, doing it if I was in a mountain in Dalat or mm. if it was in my bedroom alone. True. I was amazing, of course. Mm. And then as soon as I got into the traffic, <laughs> you know, out of the state. And are you familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza? Is that with the breath taking? No? Mm, Maybe not. not really. It's like breaking the habit of being yourself, mm. of going beyond yourself. Mm going into a different dimension and he breaks down sp science and spirituality in a brilliant way but it's about i suppose transcending that where meditating in your room for example is very easy because there's no distraction mm. but it when it really comes in is when you're in a queue in a stressful in a supermarket midday everyone's busy that kind of situation and so i'm wondering how you make the transition from when it's easy mm. to be calm and to be focused mm. versus when the pressure's on quote unquote how do you how do you do that if, if i may ask you how do you make mm. that transition from a difficult meditating environment mm -hmm. to a stressful mm. one mm. Oh, i i don't know the name of doctor you said but 
I'm, I'm more into Buddhism and I read a book and uh, the purpose of meditation is not only you sit down and you in peace is not the main purpose but how you can bring that mind into everyday moments and uh, also my friend we talk about meditation in the other day and for him it's easier to meditate while doing other things maybe many people disagree with this because meditation is focusing on yourself it's supposed to when you sit alone right but for him is about driving especially in vietnam how to put your mind into that moment to drive really carefully and also to not get annoyed by the hung by all the chaos around and that's also somehow that was also my practice so I felt that when I was hearing all the sounds around me but I didn't feel angry I didn't feel like pissed off up from anyone else and uh, one example when I don't remember who said to me this but whenever you feel someone angry you should feel pity or no you should feel like you say the word i think you should feel empathy for them yeah empathy yeah. Rather, rather than bringing that heaviness in their chest to you mm. Mm. because i whenever i feel angry to someone i can observe that i create a heaviness on my chest i can feel discomfort i feel angry i feel all the things that i don't want to suffer from so when i'm angry at you that doesn't mean i'm bringing that to you but i'm creating that to myself first so that's why whenever i see someone angry or feels they really you know pissed off i feel empathy for them first absolutely mm, and also Gratitude, always, right? Yeah. It's oh. easy said to be done. Oh, definitely. Trust me, trust <laughs> me. So I, I'm, I was really confident. I'm a really gratitude, grateful, grateful person. person. Whenever I woke up in the morning, I felt grateful for everything I'm having. I'm so grateful for my parents that they are really healthy. But I went to a trip with my friend and I was telling him that I didn't feel completely happy in this place and uh, we talked a bit and found out the reason one of the reasons was because I was on social media before so I saw the picture beautiful bitch that's gonna make this place is not as beautiful as that picture and I was seeing the pictures of beautiful girls so that's gonna be make me started questioning about myself questioning about the size of my boobs, my face, my skin. So he said, truly grateful to be here at this moment, at this place. And it's, it did hit me. It was so true to me because yes, at that time my mind was going to something else, to comparison that made me didn't feel grateful for that moment. Mm. Mm. And I suppose the lack of gratitude was due to a lack of presence where if you were totally immersed in that environment you would notice all of its hidden wonder but because of the lack of presence where your mind is on that instagram photo mm -hmm. or that particular feed that you were scrolling that algorithm your mind just 
is fixated on that and that takes away the the joy and I've learned this from the difficult experience as well mm. with examples of that and also other things I've thought oh yeah this is amazing but over only and it goes to a word that you mentioned earlier which is enough mm. and enough is that word that comes up on this podcast time and time again of what is enough mm. am I enough are we enough and mm. constantly believing that you're not enough causes the hedonic treadmill I believe of mm. just chasing and chasing and hoping that next Instagram follower or car or promotion is going to be the enough mm-hmm. when it's a never-ending game it's a losing game it's a it's not it's not a finite game you know mm. it's a it's a destiny it's a journey not a destination mm. I'm just wondering about the concept of enough mm. for you personally Julia and how you've explored it in your own life we've talked about occasionally feeling comparison which I've mm. also done mm. we feel realized going through that journey of presence mm. and understanding mm. the word enough now how have you I suppose gone through your journey of mm. realizing you're enough and mm. working on yourself and just the concept of enough how have you mm. gone about that mm. I read the other day on the book that our mind is addicted to suffer so it's always creating the suffering so you are not enough you can ask other people i do believe that so many people in our lives that believes in that thought i'm not enough i'm not good enough i'm not enough i think one of the reasons is is past values into generations and is was been there for so long so each person is going to have different way to get through of that, to work on that. For me, it's really important to find a core reason. It's, it's about critical thinking, asking yourself, ask yourself around that thought, like, is that true? Is that really true? And who are you if you believe in that thought? Who are you if you not believe in that thought? What people think about you if you believe in that thought? What do you feel if you believe that you are not enough? What do you feel if you don't think you enough? Like asking around, really sitting with yourself and sitting with that thought, asking questions. And um, sometimes that technique doesn't work for me because like so many questions and I'm more focused on my mind and then I've forgotten how do I feel. Sometimes mm. I'm gonna move, I'm gonna move, I don't sit in silence. I'm gonna move my body, can turn the music and move my body and can go to the air, can breathe, just deep breath, belly breath and look at the trees, look at the plants. Here now we can see the rain, mm, hear the yeah. rain, to be in the present. Can use mantras, can you affirmations, can dig down to see why, what's the core reason. So many techniques you can play around with. Every person has different one, but for mm-hmm. me it's, it's really see, is that just a thought? Or is that what do you believe? Mm. What you truly believe? Mm. And if that's what you truly believe, is that true? Um, what I mean, mm. I want to 
to work on that, to clear, to be clear on that by many techniques. But the ultimate goal is clear on that part. Is that true? Is that true? I love that. It's actually, there's a lady called Byron Katie. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Her concept of the work is... I did, I did. Oh, you did the work? I, I did hear about that. I ah. did practice that a lot. Yeah, it's very um, similar to what you've described. It was, um, is that true? Um, How do you know it's true? Yeah. Um, I, I have my friends who can say it specifically. If it's true, what 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 does that mean? Mm. And how do you, what are you going to do I about it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I heard about that. I read about that. But um, when I talked with my friend, he didn't know anything about the work technique. But yeah. he's for me. He's really what do I say? Practical person. No. Practical. Yeah. Practical. Like he's not really into you know emotions sure, and feelings, yeah. so that practical way. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. He's really practical guy, right? Yeah. So for him, it's more about like critical thinking. It's about like logical. Mm. So he's if I tell him my feeling, he's gonna ask why do you feel so, right? But for me, like when I'm talk about my feelings, I wanna just express that. I don't mm. wanna find out a reason, but that difference also bring me to a really new technique that he's he's trying to express to me that you have to question that you have to question to go to the core to heal it that's for him that's healing but for me healing is more about like bringing back to the state that neutralize neutral stage mm. so but at the same time i think it was really true that we should question. We mm. should ask questions constantly to find out the core. Mm. I love that concept of asking questions neutralizes it. Mm. Where if you take it personal, for example, I'm not good enough. I'm not attractive enough, right? Mm. If you then neutralize and observe that thought as then, oh, why do you believe that? Suddenly it loses its emotion. Because when it's there, it's true. But then when you question and have it as an observation, suddenly it's outside of you and it's a, it loses its emotional intensity yeah and I also love the aspect of different things for different people it, it reminds me of something you mentioned earlier about um, meditation not just being sitting down with your fingers with your legs crossed and doing this with your fingers meditation can be archery it can be sport it can be bouldering it can be fle um, sorry not stretching yes it can be so many different methods and I don't think it's just one size fits all for everybody to do this I think we're all built so differently that sometimes just I suppose accepting that your mind is currently not working for you but then doing something about the body to neutralize it can be a very effective tool I think that's something that I'm glad you've shed light upon yeah just getting that making yeah. it neutral you mentioned here um, I think I asked you a question earlier something to do with thinking and you mentioned that you are a bit more about the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Are you an emotional person, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. You like to express your emotions yeah. and give yeah. kind of love and gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a blessing and a curse, would you say? Mm, it's a blessing. And for me, for women in general. Mm. Mm. I, for my, just for me, I think women can express themselves and my emotions so freely than men so it's really a blessing to feel every feelings 
to observe every emotions to let it erase but the difference was before I was neglecting all the emotions because I I thought emotions means to be really you know weak mm. especially crying especially craving for love is really weak but for now it's a strength Definitely. it's a strength that you can express your emotions but you expressing that and acknowledging knowing that and observe that and let it go don't attach to any emotions definitely yeah that's when it can become unregulated mm. and I think that's also crucial to mm. express emotion mm. because otherwise you become numb and one of my favorite songs is actually called Numb Linkin Park <laughs> and when I was younger I didn't really understand the meaning mm. I just thought banger but when I listen back I've become so numb can't feel it I think mm. fuck yeah <laughs> damn that it hits harder when you get older and you oh, really I resonate like feeling ever like yeah. even with a book you read it this year and next year when you read it you have the different mindset yeah. different feeling also with yoga if you do this pose this year you're gonna feel this way but one year later you're gonna feel the different way yeah like i did i practice sun salutation every time every pr my pr pr yoga sections i practice sun salutation but each time brings me lots of different sense yeah mm. no, i love that aspect where it's not again a series of say like not obstacles what's the word a set a set of i guess achievements right mm -hmm. so it's oh i've done this pose next i've done this pose next always trying to achieve the next goal it can be that thing that you're describing of doing a technique and feeling a certain way and then going back and revisiting a few months later and seeing it from a different angle or maybe getting something else or altering it goes back to this i guess infinite game where so many times we're kind of i think we're trained to to be honest with you because of things like social media and True. advertising to look for the next step, the next step, the next step, when mm. really it's about enjoying the process along the way every mm. single time. And I think that can definitely help mm. in the experiment part that we're talking about here. Is that something you'd often do? Just um, go back to a, a previous pose. I say this is a mm. like ignorant of yoga. So would you go back to say a previous pose or module or something along that and really experiment more with it for either yourself or your classes? How would you, do you experiment or are you more structured in your approach? I think it's both. It's, it's about... Basically, I came back... To, wait, let's talk about yoga specifically. Yeah, sure. be easier. So I do... For example, one year ago I couldn't um, hold for the headstand balance my headstand for like five breaths or six breaths but I didn't practice headstand every day to do that I kept my normal practice go with I practice more like vinyasa yoga vinyasa yoga is just about the flow you moving your body constantly uh, stretching and like creating haze by your breath and I just keep my normal practice for a while and then maybe one or two months after I'm gonna try again to do that pose and I can see that I can achieve that by somehow so it's not my ultimate goal but 
constantly practice is going to help me to go to that to that point. Excellent. Mm. Do you have, I'm not sure if I spoke to you about this beforehand, a, a teaching philosophy? You've gone from student to teacher. Do you have um, a, a manner in which you teach? As in, do you teach uh, different styles for different classes or are there certain internal rules for your classes as in certain things you have to do to make it an effective session? I suppose what I'm really getting at is how would you describe yourself as a teacher? Uh, how do you interact? How would you describe it? What's Julia the teacher like? Hmm. At first time, at, at the first point, it was really awkward to call myself a teacher or someone call myself a teacher. Because I... And uh, it was not me to decide myself to become a teacher. That was um, the one of my yogi teachers that I already shared. She's the owner of Shin Yoga and she asked me if I want to teach and at that point I was not really confident but I somehow I trust I can do that so I agree with her to do that to try that and I really like um, one day she said to me that there's a greatest teacher inside you and I could feel that I could feel that because when Whenever I stand in my class, I to be in that present. I research about my class. I work really hard for every class that I design, and I be there and I just give my best. And I know that that was my rated teacher, and I I was think like I didn't need to wait until that. I Excuse me. <laughs> and I'm ready, but just did that. I do you believe in intuition? Yeah. Hundred mm -hmm. percent. You kind of you do feel when something is right and when something isn't. And again, we spoke about earlier. It can be difficult to put certain things into words. Intuition is one of them. Yeah. A lot of people say a gut feeling, a hunch. So yeah. Yeah. I I do believe that sometimes you can't quite descri describe or explain, mm -hmm. and it might sound bizarre to the outsider, mm -hmm. the onlooker but you have to just do it because of that intuition. So yeah, I, or maybe the greatest, the greatest teacher is in Sanya also, she's trying to explain about intuition or I want to understand that's intuition. So maybe my intuition just led me to be a teacher and teach me how to be a teacher in, that, in every classes. Mm. But one of my friends, he didn't agree. He said, intuition, that means you let your emotions talking and emotions are not stable and he does he d doesn't believe in intuition uh, i'm trying to see his point to be honest with you mm -hmm. i think sometimes I, th I, th I think he has a point and i'm mm -hmm. just trying to think of certain situations mm -hmm. sometimes your emotions are running the shop mm -hmm. where for example you're angry mm -hmm. say i have an argument with you mm -hmm. and i'm really angry with julia so i think right i'm going to text her something really nasty mm -hmm. And my brain's going, yeah, call her this, say this, do that. Mm -hmm. Like, we've all had that feeling. Yet, when you are calm and you're relaxed, then you can realize well, that's not a good idea. Mm -hmm. I read in a book, it's like a terrorist in the mind mm -hmm. trying to hijack your cognitive faculties. Mm -hmm. Whilst I think with intuition, it's different. Intuition is when, I don't know how to describe it, like, you are calm, mm -hmm. everything is kind of laid out. 
and it's just a feeling you have and you know it's not emotion. Mm. I, I think it's different to emotion. I do understand the other person's perspective, mm -hmm. but I don't think emotion and intuition are the same thing. I think mm. it's different. Like, am I making sense with what I'm saying? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. But for my way I try to explain is intuition, I think it just only works if you put your yourself in a nurture in a neutral phase like not high not low mm. not angry not peace yeah really nurture and you let everything inside you raise its voice mm. Mm. If, if i can ask and i don't mean this in like a devil's advocate way but we've talked about neutrality mm. keeping things neutral mm. which i think is crucial mm. but also emotion and it, it feels to me like it's quite hard to put them together, you know, mm. emotions and neutrality, because emotions are powerful. Yeah. 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 What's neutrality? When I think of it as a word, it's, I can't really think, just basic, right? Mm. <laughs> How do you combine the two as in be emotional but also neutral? Does, do you know what I'm trying to ask you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a very difficult question, I'm aware of that. Yeah, yeah it is, it is. Because I'm still experiencing it, I'm still practicing on it. So I'm not sure is that the good way or how to describe that, how come to, yeah. to this method. So maybe I think I think that's important to acknowledge as well that mm. we're both 25. We're at this very <laughs> very young point where I often I, I do ask people this, and even if you were 45, you still are at a very young stage of development. And even at 65, you are. And mm. as a wise man said, the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. Yeah. We're constantly evolving, and mm. maybe these questions will never get answered. And mm. perhaps that's part of the fun. Maybe that's that's really good question that I should think about. It. Maybe yeah. yeah yeah. As you seem quite introspective, as in you'll ask yourself questions and you'll sit down and you'll really work at being in tune with yourself. That's what I'm gauging from the conversation. Do you also have a support network around you who you seek counsel from? As in, would you go to family members or friends or anyone else for specific bits of advice or for self-understanding. Mm. I know we've talked earlier about not being dissuaded by external validation, mm, 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 but it is important to have close yeah, people it's, it's around important. us. It's yeah. Important. Do you ever seek their counsel? First of all, I like to spend time alone. And first of all, I'm going to try that by myself. And if I can, I'm going to, yeah, I'm lucky enough to have people around me that I can ask. but. Mm, Unfortunately, not my family because it's it's really something's really strange for them. Mm. All of those journey I'm going through, and um, also the more I change, the more I can see that they are suffering a lot from you know so so stress and um, like lots lots of things that I want to help them, but. I don't think that I can do that, but yeah. so I try to do that to myself first. Yeah, mm. I think that's the best you know, thing. You can only help yourself before you help others. Mm. Uh, there's always the analogy of you, can, you can't pour water from an empty cup mm. and you have to make sure you're in the best shape, let's say, mm. possible before you mm. kind of impact onto others. Mm. And also acknowledging what we can and can't do. A lot of the times we'll try and change the unchangeable. When I think a huge strength is knowing when to leave, and knowing when when to abstain. Mm. For example, I know I know a lot of people actually. Some 
some friends of mine who will want to solve everything. Mm. They'll want to be the detective, the guru, mm. the <laughs> the one who sorts everything, and it's not going to happen. Good I point, good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's also, I, I thought about this the other day, because I'm in, I'm in the position that I'm trying to get the better position in work. I'm trying to be physically active, to try to do yoga, try to climb, run. I also try to practice spiritual every day. So I, I'm having lots of in my, on my plate. And sometimes I s felt overwhelmed and I found out that I felt overwhelmed because I try to, you know, complete every single piece. And whenever I sit to meditate, sometimes I also felt overwhelmed because my purpose is always like I want to heal every single piece of this, but maybe that's not that's maybe just sitting with yourself without thinking that you have to be better, you have to practice this and that. That's already the point that you get better. Mm -hmm. And healing doesn't mean you have to heal everything. Isn't you try your best to do you can what you can do, but also try to let go of things that you can't change. Always do our best. Yeah, one of the four agreements which I, I really abide by. Just really, just doing what you can mm. in the moment you're in. And let it go things that you you can't change. Exactly. Really, let it go. Yeah. Are there any? Of, of course, there w of course there will be challenges you still have. Of course, the it's never it's never perfect for anyone. Mm. Healing is always a concept of. Again, it's infinite. There's always going to be work to do, and that's part of the mm. fun. Are there any things that you really have to work on? That mm. re that you really have to have to really put in the serious work. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know exactly what this could be, but is there anything that's still, that still you're still not quite satisfied with mm. in terms of what's going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is not like one of the challenges. It's more like one of the biggest problems that I'm. I realize I'm working on it and it's, it's about social media it's about that because I used to spend hours just to scroll down the screen and one day I noticed that how did I feel so stressful so heavy and I felt empty emptiness inside me after scrolling down like that and like from now, even now, I try to spend less, but I still can see sometimes it hit me, it brought me back to the, like I compare myself to others, it's always repeated. So we can't, we can't neglect that, right? Social media is really important in our lives, mm. like without Instagram, how could we know to each other? Exactly. So, so instead of pushing my, myself away from social media, I'm more like try to control the way that I perceive the information. So I just try and also acknowledge myself, how, observe myself, how do I feel to see this and how do, I feel, how do I feel to see that? Am I getting inspired by that or am I getting stressful by that? Mm. So, and also time limit. Yeah, <laughs> time huge, limit to right? Yeah. And another thing is self-sabotage. So for me, self-sabotage, appears in our life in many forms. It's, it's not about physically, you physically harm yourself, but also about mentally. 
is about when I try to be small, like when I saw so many people doing their ratings and I thought about myself, no, they are doing really well and it's just stay small. I neglect my design. Or, you know, I stay in negativity and I thought it was me. Mm. Myself is that negativity. Yeah. A comparison, everything. So, yes, self sabotage is mm. also another thing. When you mention that, it, it hits me about, a qu <coughs> excuse me, something a lot of guests say. Uh, often I'll say to somebody, hey, can you go on a podcast? Or would you like to? And so many times someone will say, oh, but I'm not interesting enough. Oh my, you've disqualified yourself before you've gone in the arena. And I, I've said that in a slightly unsympathetic way, but I always want to say that you are. Like, trust me, like, please just have that self-belief that you will be fine mm. on this thing. And we, we all do. And we all think we play small because it's easy. Because if you play sure. big, you put in yourself out there. In, in yeah. Zone, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very, very appealing, yeah. Because yeah. when you put yourself out there, suddenly, oh, some, somebody might watch this, somebody might listen. Yeah. I, yeah. I was chatting to my friend yesterday, actually recording this, and I forget that this is recorded. Like, we're just chatting. Yeah. So I actually had to get over that where mm -hmm. I thought, oh, no, but people will hear me. Now I'm like, cool. I forget. Oh, me too, does. Yeah. <laughs> At the first place, when you asked me, I did feel it. Did you? Did feel that? Okay, yeah, okay. I did feel that. Yeah. But I, I was thinking, like, I, I attended um, the group meditation yeah, before that yeah. and uh, Holly, Molly, Molly, Holly, 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 Holly said to me something about we humming, to, hum, humming hum, ma we was making the sound together and she said, raise your voice, introduce yourself and I was always like, in my life people always said to me that my voice is small, I, they couldn't hear me, so I did acknowledge the importance of raising my voice and I think it's a really good chance for me just to express myself and without thinking too much about like, what people think if they hear, if they listen to this, what if my English, oh my god, is <laughs> not the best. Or stuff like that, just let it go. Let it go. Always just let it go. I've I've realized actually when it comes to the comparison and the social media we were talking earlier, no one really cares. And no one actually cares. Even like when you look at somebody and you do judge, because we all do, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you don't actually hold on to it for that long because within a minute, if that, like the longest will be a minute, you're thinking about yourself. Mm. Where, for example, I see someone's photo and I would say, oh, they look stupid, etc. Within a minute, I'm thinking about how stupid I am. Like, I'm not really that bothered. And when I, once I realize no one is really that bothered about me in a good way, just fucking go for it. Mm. And hence the journey. One thing you mentioned is it can be a great tool. I think, I think you had kind of almost tied in like the neutralizing aspect of realizing, yeah, social media can be good if you use it in this way. Cause then you're not resisting or making it the enemy. You're almost letting go. You're accepting that it's, it can, it can have its downsides, but use it effectively and wisely like to connect for this conversation. And I think that's another example of neutralizing, which is so crucial. We're coming towards the end of the conversation, Julia, and okay. it's been fascinating to be honest with you. We've had like a lovely backdrop of like the rain that Saigon offers, and we've gone into some deep, deep territory that I didn't really anticipate. I mean, we, we had an idea. <laughs> we've gone through so many different things, and I really feel like we've made a great kind of conversation occur, and there's been connection and real understanding on some deeper issues. And I'm very grateful for the, the chance, and I'm grateful that you came on. Mm. Uh, a final, I suppose a final question is, has there been a question that I've not asked you mm. that you would have liked me to ask you or that you expected me to ask you and I didn't? Mm -hmm. And if so, what is that question? 
Sorry, can you repeat? Has there been a question that I've not asked you that you would have liked me to ask you or you expected me to ask you but I didn't? The reason I ask you is just because some guests sometimes think, oh, I wish I could have answered this question. And they ask, there's no right or wrong answer. If there's nothing, cool. But if you have something, feel free. Nothing pops up in my mind. Nothing pops up, yeah. If you do, just message me afterwards and I will, sure, I will answer everything. Sure, sure. Julia, this has been amazing. And I'm glad that you had the realization you should do this podcast because it's been fucking incredible. Thank you so much. And <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.